Good morning. You are listening to Capital Chat on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio, I have Marshall Crossland and Jennifer Carson from Bartlett Regional Hospital. How are you both doing today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Good morning. Good, good to be here. That is always good. I'm sorry it's not, a, it's not spectacular weather outside, but, you know, we work with it. We work with it. Now, I understand that the big thing you guys are going to talk with me about, and I'm sure a lot of folks in town already know about this, is that the Aurora Behavioral Health Center is now open. So where would you like to start with that? Is there, like, anything... Like, actually, let's start with the fact, I mean, it's a new building in general. That's the big thing to start with there. Yeah, so uh, we just started seeing patients there last week uh, for our outpatient services. So I can talk to you a little bit about the services that will be in that building. Um, So we will have our outpatient psychiatric services as well as our applied behavioral analysis and then our brand new um, services that Marshall can probably talk to us a little bit about um, are our crisis services. They're not quite open yet, but they will be coming. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to kind of uh, uh, kind of be spearheading this from a a, a local perspective and be involved in a statewide perspective as the state is kind of adopting this crisis now model to really address uh, the behavioral health needs in the state. Um, uh, very exciting, so that we can kind of get to a better place to serve our community in our state um, with the services that they need. Um, in a very quick response method versus having to postpone uh, those needs that we might have. Okay. And now you talked to me about this crisis now model because I've actually never quite, I've actually never heard of it before. So now I'm interested. So what makes this different from like other pre-existing models for behavioral health? Yeah, great question. So um, the way it kind of stands now is when someone's in crisis, typically they might call 911 or um, maybe just show up to the emergency department and kind of be served to a capacity. Um, sometimes it takes several hours to be able to be seen um, from the busyness of, of everyone within uh, the community versus the crisis now model is their approach is no wrong door. So if you have a crisis, whether you're brought there from second re- first responders or from JPD, uh, you'll be able to come into the door and receive services right away and help you with that immediate crisis uh, right there in the moment. Okay. And has this model been used elsewhere before, or is this a rel- still a relatively new model? Yeah, they're they're actually um, going up all over the country. We went and visited uh, uh, Maricopa County in Arizona uh, back in October um, and really got a feel for uh, the, the real thing. Uh, firsthand experience, um, all, all four components of the Crisis Now model, and you know, we're only starting with the, the first component, but over time we'll eventually p- potentially have a, a call center uh, that would be able to, you know, address 988 needs uh, for those in crisis and even a mobile uh, dispatch team that would be able to go directly where you're at to help resolve that crisis. Okay. And I'm, I imagine this is just one of the services that's going to be offered, correct? Yes. Yes. So our um, crisis services or the Aurora crisis services uh, with Bartlett will have um, two of the four services. So we will have crisis observation stabilization, which is 23 hours, 59 minutes. And then so that gives somebody some time and space uh, to really try to work through their crisis versus being in the emergency department where it's kind of get in, get out type model. 
Um, and so we're really hoping that someone will be able to um, receive some therapeutic interventions during that time to resolve their crisis. But if not, then we will also have some beds available for up to seven days, or if needed a little bit longer, we can get some authorizations for the individual to stay a little bit longer in that uh, residential setting. Again, very therapeutic, um, receiving those interventions. This will be a voluntary service, so very different than that inpatient unit that we might find um, in the regular hospital. The other unique thing to our service is that we will be the first one, um, we're the first ones in the state to open this Crisis Now model, but we will also be the first ones to um, provide service to adolescents. Um, We know that there is a huge need um, in the community for um, adolescent services, and the age range for adolescents for us is 12 to 17. So our goal is really to keep the families together and keep them in the community because we know right now they're leaving our community for treatment. Okay. And now, from what I remember of the sort of the initial release about Aurora opening is that it's going to be opening up in phases, correct? Correct. So current, currently we have, like I said, we had our outpatient services that are open currently. So that's uh, the BOPS. So mu- many people might know that as a Bartlett outpatient psychiatric service. We also have our applied behavioral analysis. So they'll be doing some services in the building as well. Um, we plan to start up our crisis services somewhere August, September timeframe. You know, just like everybody else in the community, um, we're, we're always looking for staff. Um, so we're not immune to um, the uh, staff shortage. Um, and we'll be opening first with our adolescents. Um, we'll be doing both our crisis observation stabilization and our residential, and then hoping uh, sometime late fall that we'll be fully functioning um, with adults as well. Okay, and obviously that that fully functioning is the goal. But what do you? What would you say is the large sort of hope with the opening of this center? Now, obviously, you mentioned that having a building and a facility like this is very important, especially within our state when you're thinking about sort of that mental health aspect of behavioral care. And so, like a sort of looping back to the key question there what is your main hope to get out of the building i think to have uh more readily ready available services um at your fingertips for immediacy and the need that the community has um there's always going to be a place to go um with our with our services at crisis and um having the ability and know that someone is there um and having a place to go really will make a big difference. So we also hope to um, decrease some of the pressure out of the emergency department um, and decrease the amount of holds that someone has um, and decrease the amount of people going to jail as that's not necessarily the appropriate place for someone in a behavioral health crisis to go. Um, and I think that the, the other communities throughout the country that have opened this model have been successful with that. So we're, we're hoping that we will see that um, success as well. And just to give you a statistic, over, we had over 500 psychiatric assessments in the emergency department in 2021. So we're really hoping to decrease that and allow that time and space in the ED for those other medical emergencies. And then we can see 
individuals with those um, who need that psychiatric assessment in our crisis facility. Okay. And then I feel like I should have asked this before I asked that last question, which is sort of what was some of the process in order for, for Bartlett to get this building in the first place? Yeah, I'm coming in a little late um, as I've only been with Bartlett a short time. But uh, the project started in 2019 and it was a partnership uh, with Alaska Mental Health Trust, CBJ, and Agnew back along with Bartlett to get this building going. Okay. And now, as I'm only human, and I know I can be somewhat forgetful at times, is there any other really big points about this facility that you want to bring to, really just bring to the public's attention that I haven't asked about? Well, we've got an open house this week, um, and so we would love the community to pop by um, Wednesday, anytime between 4.30 and 6 to come see it. I know many of you have been driving by and see the the building go up over the last few years um, as you're driving on Egan. So it's a really um, wonderful time for you to pop in and see what this building looks like. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful inside, um, and so I think it will serve our community well. Okay, I can't believe I forgot the open house. I even remember <laughs> reading that in the newscast yeah. on Friday. All right, well, and then what, so you said it was 4 to 6 for that? 4.30 to 6. 4.30 to 6, okay. And that is, and just remind folks where that's located at in case they somehow, in case they haven't seen it? So to access that, you're going to um, drive up Hospital Drive, up to the hospital, go around the backside, like you're going to the emergency department, and you can't miss it. It's just a beautiful, beautiful new building. Yep. All righty. Well, Marshall and Jennifer, it's been good talking with you. It's, I think it's always good to hear about sort of these sorts of developments and the ways that they could have a, a positive impact on the community going forward. So I'm glad that you both came on to talk with me today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Of course. Stay tuned. There will be more Action Line here in a moment. Not Action Line, Capital Chat. You can see us early. I'm very tired. You'll have some more Capital Chat here in a moment after the break. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. <laughs> 